From COK Studios in Ron Elving's rec room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider how the remaining candidates are preparing for Super Tuesday in our Consider the Vote coverage. We'll also consider a preview of the Oscars with entertainment reporters Fritz Hicks, Neil Thanadier, and Peter Grigio. And we'll consider why we even have a hamper if you're going to leave your dirty clothes on the floor. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Scratch and Sniff Foundation, providing stickers that smell like things to at-risk children in the inner city. Visit grapejob.org for more information. And Woody's Parmigiano Reggiano flavored wood pulp. When you don't want to eat dairy, try our grated wood pulp that won't clump and tastes just like your favorite cheese. Woody's Cheese Pulp. You won't even realize you're eating wood. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Super Tuesday and its many delegates looms large for the 2016 presidential candidates following this weekend's Democratic caucuses in Nevada and the Republican primary in South Carolina. Donald Trump posted a decisive victory in South Carolina, and Hillary Clinton pulled off a badly needed win in Nevada, besting Bernie Sanders with an older, more diverse electorate. While the winners were eager to use the momentum they gained this weekend as a springboard to Super Tuesday next week, several candidates who fell short of their hopes still claim to have exceeded expectations. It was especially evident on the Republican side, where the fifth and sixth place finishers claimed to find encouragement to continue their quests for the White House. Dinah investigated how the non-frontrunners are going to try and make sure their hopes stay alive heading into Super Tuesday. Donald Trump was the only candidate over 30% in South Carolina this weekend, winning by double digits over his two closest rivals, Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, who were locked in a virtual tie. While Trump secured all the delegates from the state where the GOP primary has picked eight of the party's last nine nominees, Rubio and Cruz's camps sounded surprisingly optimistic. Oh, we're not worried at all. I think we're just hitting our stride, actually. Blythe Grady is one of Ted Cruz's top aides. We keep defying the pundits who say we won't win. But you didn't win. Donald Trump beat Ted Cruz by over 10%, and your campaign has only 11 delegates to Trump's 67. Saturday was a moral victory. I realize that the numbers show that we're a little behind, but if we keep defying the odds, we'll be right where we want to be after Super Tuesday. And where is that? Making history. How exactly? By defying the odds. And what odds are you defying? The ones that say Ted Cruz can't be president. But he won't be president if you don't win a lot more delegates. I think we've already defied a lot of odds, Ms. Mallow. How? By making one of the most unlikable people ever a viable candidate for president. Ken Darling from Marco Rubio's camp also seemed undeterred by Rubio's large delegate deficit. After South Carolina, this has become a three-person race, and we will win the nomination. Perhaps the field is thinning out a bit, but Senator Rubio still has only 10 delegates, and he won zero in South Carolina. It's a three-person race. We feel like we've got the momentum to win the nomination. That's true, but one of those people has a large lead. It's looking like a race for second at this point, Mr. Darling. How can you get more momentum heading into Super Tuesday? After South Carolina, this has become a three-person race, and we will win the nomination. It sounds like you're just repeating a canned response over and over. 
Where do you think Marco learned it from? Despite being behind Trump in polls and in the delegate count, there are plenty of candidates in the GOP race who are hopeful that they can get the votes needed on Super Tuesday. Or they'll keep spinning losses as wins until the convention. Or until they run out of money. For COK News, I'm Dinah jones Matt. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to the Oscars. This Sunday marks the 88th Annual Academy Awards, and this year they'll be hosted by Chris Rock. The Revenant, Mad Max Fury Road, and The Martian are three of the eight films looking to take home Best Picture. Here to talk about all things Oscar are entertainment reporter Fritz Hicks, documentary filmmaker Neil Thernadier, and Hollywood stylist Peter Grigio. Glad to have you with us, guys. Hi, Connor. Greetings. Glad to be here. Fritz, you've been posting over on your website, On the Fritz, some tips for hosting an amazing Oscar party. Tell us what you're planning this year. Yes, yes. As you know, I love to have snack pairings for all of the movies I go see, and Oscar night is no different. I've been working hard to create foods and snacks for my guests that will capture the essence of the nominated films. For example, I will be serving the big short ribs for my main course with a bridge of fries as a side dish. Obviously, those two dishes refer to The Big Short and Bridge of Spies, both of which are nominated for Best Picture. I think we got it. For a snack, I plan to throw some jumbo gummy bears that will be in the same bowl mauling little marzipan Leonardo DiCaprio's that my wife Trixie made. They're adorable. Wait, your wife's name is Trixie Hicks? Trixie Rick Hicks, actually. She chose to hyphenate, just like Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, who was nominated for Best Documentary Short Subject. Cool. Uh, we'll also be serving Mad Max Fury Road Punch, which is uh, Mountain Dew Code Red mixed with triple sec and vodka. And for dessert, we'll be serving white cake with white frosting as a tribute to all the nominees this year. Seems appropriate. Thanks, Fritz. Neil, you've been keeping track of the documentaries that are nominated this year. What can you tell us about some of those films? Well, rather than spending my time making frivolous foods named after the big-budget Hollywood schlock films, I've been in my screening room for days, poring over the nuances of 2016's best nonfiction films. Yes, and what can you tell us about them? Two of the feature-length documentary films focus on musicians. Amy is about the late British singer Amy Winehouse, and... What Happened, Miss Simone, is about legendary singer Nina Simone. I found both films thought-provoking and well-made. My pick, though, has to be Cartel Land, directed by Matthew Heineman, which is about the Mexican drug war. The reason I think Cartel Land should win is because of its raw, brutal, and bitter story, and the visceral reactions that it elicits. Also, Matthew Heineman and I used the same organic rooftop gardener, so... Fair enough. I know you also watched all the movies in the best foreign film category. Which one do you think will win? I would have to say, without a doubt, it will be the Hungarian film, Son of Saul. It is the rare fictional drama with a gaunt, fierce kind of courage that really makes a deep impact on your psyche long after the film stops rolling. Also, it's about the Holocaust... And Holocaust movies always win. Thank you, Neil. Not at all. Peter Grigio, stylist to the stars, what can we expect to see on the red carpet on Oscar night? 
Well, I didn't personally do as much styling for this year's Oscars as I have in the past because of my many new business ventures. My assistant, Chardonnay, actually handled a lot of it this year. But I can tell you she took care of some major stars. Like who? Oh, oh, Connor. Brian Cranston. Rachel McAdams. Christian Bale's stepsister. All the emotions from Inside Out, except Sad. She's got, she's got a weird body shape. Rita Wilson. Mark Ruffalo, Charlize Theron's seat filler, and an old catch's mitt that turned out to be Sylvester Stallone. It's a great group of people that we're really excited to work with. Now, what colors will be popular for the gowns and tuxes this year? You'll see the full spectrum of color out there this year. Paper, chalk, snow, frostine, Oxford white, baby's breath, eggshell, off, cream, vanilla, Sand Dollar, Dove, and Porcelain. It's all the ones we've come to expect from the Oscars. Wow. Now, before we let you all go, let's uh, get your picks for Best Picture. I'll say The Martian. It was suspenseful and fun. A great popcorn movie. I will say Room, because it is the only nominated film that didn't make me want to gag myself with a wooden spoon. I'm going to go with The Revenant, because it single-handedly made fur coats a thing this season. Thank you all for coming by, and have a great time on Oscar night. That was Fritz Hicks, Neil Tenadier, and Peter Grigio. The 88th Academy Awards are on ABC this Sunday. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, including more Oscar coverage, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. If you do subscribe at iTunes, please be sure to leave us a review and a rating so we know how we're doing. Thanks so much for listening and have a great time on Oscar night. I'm Connor Bentley. The Revenant, Mad Meak, Mad Meaks, <laughs> Mad Meaks, Fury Road. He's so he's so mad that Mad Meaks. You're a bad man, Mad Meaks. <laughs>